Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Hello, ladies. As I record this, it is the night before Valentine's Day, and I've just spent the most glorious day walking along the California coastline, watching birds flying and children playing and a stunning sunset, and I am so full of love. I am so excited to record this particular episode for you all, which is all of the different ways you can romance yourself. Now, I talk about it a lot, that Valentine's Day is something that some people try to avoid or are quite bitter about, and I completely understand that. I have been in that energy long, long ago. But I want to invite you to see this time of year, particularly, and of course, use it as inspiration for the entire year, of an incredible celebration of love itself and love for yourself. Now, for those of you who are in happy relationships, it can feel like, well, I wouldn't want to do that because I want to do this for him, right? I want to have some kind of act of love or act of romance that he feels my effort, he feels my affection, he feels my care for him. And you absolutely can. I don't see this as an either or. I see it as a both and. And I think there is nothing more gorgeous and glorious than a woman who is already so full of a beautiful and healthy love, affection, admiration for herself. Imagine as a husband, you walk into a room, right? You walk into your master bedroom and there's your wife. And I'm going to give you two different kind of visions here, okay? In one, she's dressed kind of dumpy. She's got no makeup on. There's a frown on her face. You know, it's not just that she's not all made up. It's that her whole energy is low. She's focused on the stress of life. Everything is a must do. Everything is a should. She's overwhelmed. She hasn't outsourced. She's kind of very closely teetering on the verge of blaming and complaining, right? And she's not interested in love, but then she feels like she needs to rally and rustle up something to offer him at least half-heartedly, right? That's option one. Option two, 
He walks in and there's his wife and she is in this beautiful silk robe. She doesn't even recognize yet that he's walked in the room. She's dancing around the room as she gets ready to go out. She's singing some kind of, you know, love song aria or maybe it's some kind of pop song ballad. And she's having the time of her life, playing with her own hair, getting out her heels. She doesn't even know he's watching her, which delight would be greater, right? Now, obviously, she's more delighted in version two. And I can tell you, I'm sure he's very grateful for efforts done out of a sense of duty and obligation, even if she really does love him and she wants to, but a woman who's already overflowing. And I'm not saying there aren't times in life that aren't difficult that really dry us and drain us. I get it. But let's just imagine this is kind of normal, everyday, average life. There's nothing tremendously stressful or difficult going on. This is just how she's allowed herself to live. I want you to see romance not as something that you give to someone else, right? That you kind of pull out of nowhere and throw at him. I want you to see it as something that already lives within you. And the gift to your man is not that you're creating it for him. It's that you're sharing it with him. It's already in you. Okay. So for those of you who are in a relationship and you're thinking, well, this doesn't really apply to me. I want you to understand how gorgeous and attractive and alluring and compelling a woman who's already in love with her own life is and that you then open that door, which is, you know, a beautiful, precious, sacred space, and you allow him to come into it. And how incredibly seductive and appealing is that, right? And what a pleasure for both of them. Sound good? Now, of course, if you are not in a relationship, this should be a little more obvious why it is something that you're going to enjoy, right? Because so often people think, well, I'll be able to enjoy romance when I'm with someone. I'm going to encourage you that you can enjoy romance all by yourself, but you might be asking me how. So here are my top five favorite ways to romance yourself, regardless of your relationship status, so that you create not only an atmosphere of romance in your life, but a deeper self-respect, self-appreciation, and self-love than you can imagine. One of the reasons I want to have this conversation with you guys is that I've seen recently, of course, because it's Valentine's Day probably, several lists that um, present themselves as how to romance yourself. And at least most of them that I have seen feel more like self-care lists. One suggested that you drink more water and you get more sleep and you go exercise. And I thought, how much less romantic can we get than giving ourselves a list of the various shoulds that we probably already feel pressured to fit into our schedules or routines or to change up our life to include? I don't want you to feel like in order to love yourself well or to romance yourself, there's some kind of list of how to improve yourself as a person. I get it. There's a time and a space for that. But the essence of the love that we're craving is unconditional, right? It's to feel like you're good enough, you're desired, you're adored right now as you are. That's what we most want. And ironically, that's something that possibly all people, and of course, we here are women, 
actually seem to find the most difficult to allow ourselves to do. We crave unconditional love, and yet we love and certainly romance ourselves very, very conditionally. So my challenge to you is that you embrace these ideas right now, as is in your current body, with your current appearance, your current income, your current location, your current relationship status, and you allow yourself to enjoy yourself right now. So let's get into it, shall we? Number one is sensual sleep. Now, I know you may be thinking, Jackie, you just told me this was not a take better care of yourself list, and it's not. I certainly encourage you to get enough sleep. I think that's wonderful. If you need a darker room or a quieter room, figure out ways to do that. That's another podcast for another time. But right now, I want you to be thinking about the experience of being in your bed. Does it feel sensual or does it feel stressful or does it feel not very romantic, right? What, if any, kinds of pajamas are you wearing? What are your sheets like? What's on your nightstand? Is it your to-do list? Is it your phone? Is it some kind of medication bottle or vitamin bottle? Is it a candle? Is it some lavender? Is it a beautiful, inspiring image or quote in a little frame? Have you ever thought about having roses, rose petals even, heck, plastic rose petals. I recently got some in a a girlfriend kit (laughs) and they're awesome because they don't die, right? So think about how can you make the experience of entering your room and particularly approaching your bed and the side of the bed that you get in, something that makes you feel like a woman, something that makes you feel like you're beautiful, you're valuable, you're romanced, that this is an area of your life that is lovely rather than, oh, my hair's in a messy bun, I'm in my dumpy pajamas with holes in them, here's my to-do list and my phone and the book that I'm telling myself I should be reading when I really don't want to. On my nightstand, piled high, I'm gonna collapse into bed and not even think about it, right? Versus... I actually have a playlist that I listen to while I'm getting ready for bed and it kind of winds me down and it's all of these beautiful love songs or kind of soft instrumental songs and I just get into this beautiful vibe of not just ready to go to sleep but embracing my life as it is. I feel gorgeous, I feel loved, I feel all of these wonderful things right before I drift off to sleep. So do you have a playlist? Is there some kind of scent that you want to have through a candle or through a lotion you use right before you go to sleep? Is there a softer light bulb you want to put in your lamp? Is there a prettier lamp shade? Is there some kind of flower? My next investment when I get to it is going to be those eternal roses. You know, the roses that don't die. (laughs) That sounds amazing. An upgrade from plastic rose petals for sure. And so is there something that's just beautiful, that's feminine, that you can put next to your bed? And the point of this is that this really intimate moment of your day, right? This is like your possibly with your spouse or possibly by yourself, but this is your space, right? There's no work people here. You know, the children are probably in their own room. This is for you. And so what does the experience of being you with yourself at this intimate time of day look like? And it can be quite revealing, right? So don't be discouraged, but allow yourself to make the changes to make this a beautiful experience so that when you go to sleep and when you first wake up, 
your reminders are not of stress and to-dos and maybe an identity that you don't particularly want to have anymore, or certainly not at this point of the day, but that gives you a sense of beauty, a sense of calm, and even a sense of romance. Number two, the eyes have it. Now, without going into too much depth, two of the most powerful feminine beauty signals and cultural beauty signals, which are something that I get into more depth within the overarching framework of these beauty signals that I will be teaching on later this year, are your brows, your eyebrows, and even more so, your lashes. So many of you may already have played with and experimented with different kinds of false lashes or even just lengthening mascaras and a great eyelash curler. But if you haven't, or if you do sporadically or only when you're going out for other people, I want to encourage you to play with them for yourself. I'm not saying it has to be on a day when you're all by yourself in the house and no one's going to see you, although I think that's great. If it happens to be when you're already going out with friends, fine, but I want the intention to be that this is to play and just delight yourself. So I love lashes from CVS. There's magnetic lashes, there's glue lashes, there's individual cluster lashes, there's all kinds of things. And if all of that scares you, there's an abundance of mascaras to play with. But what I want you to do is to pay a little bit of attention to your eyes because just give you a tiny little piece here. If you look at any kind of cartoon character, and the example I love to use is Minnie and Mickey, (laughs) two of my children's favorites and two of my favorites. And if you slowly remove all the defining characteristics of her dress and her bow, and you get down to the real essentials of just the bare sketch of a Minnie Mouse face and a Mickey Mouse face, the defining characteristic that allows you to tell which one is Minnie, which one is the female, is her eyelashes, okay? So there's something that is soft, that's flirtatious, that's fun, that's feminine, that's youthful about lashes. And whether you just work with what you've got or you add on something that augments them, right? A little bit of a false lash of some kind. I invite you to play with this and have fun, okay? So you're gonna select something, however you want to augment your lashes. And when you catch yourself in the mirror, when you're in the bathroom or you're checking yourself before you walk out, I want you to wink at yourself. Okay. I know that sounds crazy. And if you want to do it when no one is watching, that's fine. (laughs) Start there. But so frequently, women will look at themselves in the mirror with an eye of criticism. Okay. I've done this before. I'm sure you've done this. And I often find it fascinating and slightly heartbreaking when I'm in kind of a public restroom area, like at an airport or a restaurant, and there's other women, you know, we're all washing our hands. And I watch how they look at themselves in the mirror, right? Now, some women don't even look, right? They almost kind of can't bear to make eye contact with themselves. They've just given up. But for the many women who do kind of give themselves a once over, there's sometimes and often frequently, a look in their eyes of criticism. It's not even, you know, concern or heartbreak or sadness or, you know, giving up. It's kind of a harshness, almost as if maybe they're looking at themselves through the eyes of a harsh mother, a harsh spouse, a harsh friend. There's something where they've trained themselves to look at themselves as a critique, like what's wrong with me? Is my hair okay? Is my makeup okay? Is my outfit okay? Do I look fat? Do I look like I fit in? Do I look, you know, is my outfit on trend? All of these different things. And the whole way that they look themselves up and down is not 
particularly loving. It certainly isn't fun and flirtatious and full of self-love and even an element of self-romance. So I want to invite you, and for some of you, it will feel quite uncomfortable, but practice anyway, and you're going to get very comfortable with it, to wink at yourself instead, okay? You can still look yourself up and down, check yourself out, make sure everything's in place, and then right before you walk away from the mirror, give yourself a wink. Number three is the sweetest sounds. Now, I've already told you guys that I have a beautiful bedtime playlist that's these French and Italian and, of course, English, soft, sweet, gorgeous songs. But I have found that my attitude toward life is massively influenced by what I hear around me during the day, right? So I work from home. I'm frequently home. And even when I'm working in a co-working space or I'm traveling, I have headphones with me almost all the time. And if I need to reset my mindset, music is one of the fastest ways to do it, okay? So a lot of women who have difficulty stepping into a romantic space, again, whether they're in a relationship or not, I find are kind of avoidant or triggered or will tell themselves or say to other people around them that they don't really like kind of sensual sounding music, okay? And I find it fascinating because to me, that's just an indicator that it's not so much that they don't like the music, it's that they're uncomfortable in that whole side of themselves and that whole part of life, right? They're associating it with something else. It's, who knows, scary, unimportant, whatever it may be, okay? So, In order to allow yourself to experience the beautiful spirit of romance in your life, I suggest turning on gorgeous sensual music. And of course, it doesn't need to be when you're working out. That's definitely not when I listen to it or when I'm pushing hard through a work project or something. I want something usually more upbeat. Who knows, you know, hip hop or dance music. But when I am cleaning the house or when I'm relaxing or winding down for the day or making dinner, I love having some kind of sensual playlist on. Now, sensual is a word that terrifies people sometimes and they misunderstand it in all kinds of ways. It literally simply means related to your senses, right? So something that gets you out of your head and into your body. So some examples of great music that I love to use for these purposes are bossa nova or nouveau tango or anything that's kind of jazzy. You can I go on YouTube all the time and on the Apple TV, I will play these 2 to 10 hour long um playlists or kind of just long videos. I don't know who strings this music together. And so honestly, what I will do is I will type into YouTube February jazz or spring jazz or spring background music. And I love to be seasonal, although I don't find it makes much difference with the music, just with the background image that they choose. And it just changes the entire tenor in the home. It changes my attitude no matter what I'm doing. It gets me out of any negative thinking, any, you know, life isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, I'm not good enough. I don't really struggle with those thoughts anymore. But when I used to, music was one of the ways that I trained myself out of it. So I actually learned to positively trigger myself into a very grateful, very present, very mindful, very abundance-oriented attitude toward life by turning on this kind of music, right? So if you guys know, if you turn on angry girl songs, you're going to think of all your reasons to be upset at life, right? If you turn on, you know, hardcore workout songs, you're going to be in that energy. So when you're ready to get out of any thoughts of, 
overwhelm or you know, not feeling very romantic toward yourself or toward life, using music like this can trigger you, can cue you to come back into that space. And it's one of the most powerful techniques that I have found and that I depend on. I wake up in the morning, I go for my workout, I have my workout music for that. It's very different. And then when I come back and I start stretching and I make breakfast, I will usually light a candle and turn on you know, February jazz. And some of it is more sensual and some of it's more upbeat and positive, but it's still kind of a down-tempo soothing sound. And it fills me with just a happiness, a gratitude in life, an optimism, a positivity. So I want you to focus on beautiful, sweet sounds throughout your day when you find yourself struggling to be in a self-loving, a life-loving, or a romantic mindset. The other thing I want you to watch for is how you speak to yourself and how you think of yourself. Yes, this is getting a little more into personal development and self-care, but just be aware of that. And if you can use music as the cue to get yourself out of those thoughts, I think it's a fantastic way, right? It gives you that background noise that kind of quiets your mind's chatter of all forms And as your brain kind of connects to the tempo and the melody of the music, it's probably not going to be as easily able to be stressed, angry, bitter, overwhelmed, any of the feelings we're trying to avoid, okay? So fill your home and fill your life with the sweetest sounds. Number four is behold the rose. Now, if you guys follow me, you know that I love roses. Roses and orchids are my two favorite flowers. And I know not every single person is a fan of roses. I still can't quite understand why. But when I explain this metaphor to you, I'm sure you guys can find another flower you love that gives you the same effect. So one of the things that I love about roses so much is the way they open and bloom from a bud with all of these expanding layers. To me, This is an incredible metaphor for a woman, right? And I'm not just talking about physically. I also mean in a beautiful emotional sense, right? You guys have probably heard me talk about the idea that the essence of femininity is opening and receiving, right? And there are very practical, logistical, you know, reasons for that. But on an emotional level, it's also true. And so when a woman comes to me and she finds herself in a very driven, professional, kind of closed off, masculine energy, and she wants to tap into the feminine side of herself to be able to attract men or to be able to kind of reignite a romance with the man she's already with, I kind of help her understand that instead of seeing herself as someone who doesn't have this side to herself, that it is deep within her and we are peeling back the layers to find it, okay? It's already in there. So this is a very simple act, but I want you to, the next time you see a rose, and of course, I encourage you to go buy yourself roses, okay? This is something that I have done for myself for years and years and years, It embodies the energy of you're not waiting for anyone to bring you love, beauty, joy, romance, fulfillment. I've always loved buying myself flowers because it just immediately feels like there's no pressure of, gosh, I wish someone would buy me flowers, right? No, I've already got them. (laughs) You know, feel free to bring me more, but there's no deprivation in my life. I'm already providing my own source of love and beauty and femininity and all of these gorgeous things. But the next time you behold a rose, and of course, I'm encouraging you to go buy yourself some in case you couldn't tell, but if you see them at a store, you're not going to get them this time, or you have them in your yard, wherever, just pause a moment longer than you might to just admire their beauty and notice 
the gorgeousness of the expansion of the layers, right? So a rose is not with us for very long, unfortunately, hence my desire to get some eternal roses that last a little longer than the store-bought variety, but they begin so small and so tight, right? Just like that beautiful quote of once it became too painful to remain tightly closed in a bud. I think I did not do that the justice it deserves, but I know you guys know the quote that I'm referring to, right? So it begins as this tight little bud, and then slowly it opens. And as it opens, you realize there's so much more to the rose than you could tell when it was just in this tight bud. It has all of these gorgeous petals, just layers upon layers, and they're like falling all over each other practically. And yet they're also beautifully, perfectly opening in like, it's almost like they all knew, right? They all knew how to open in a beautiful way that honors the other petals around them. I mean, I know this sounds like pretty deep for a rose, but go with me here. It's this incredible opening of something with so much more depth and complexity and beauty than we realized at the outset, right? That is absolutely, to me, the picture of femininity. And I'm not even going to say that our goal is to be that open all the time. There are definitely protective times in your life where you kind of need to close a little bit to get yourself through something dangerous or uncertain. And then when it's safe, you reopen, right? That's definitely a major part of the feminine design as well, I think. But something about the rose to me reminds me of all of these layers and the depth and the beauty and the unknown and the kind of mysterious quality that makes women so irresistible. And I want you to remember that for yourself, okay? This to me, it's almost like a reminder of self-love and a reminder of self-honoring to look at the rose and see how it's it's just built to expand and to keep opening. And it just, it knows how to do it in perfect symmetry. It's just absolutely glorious. So look at a rose and remind yourself that even though you may tell yourself you don't have this capacity or that capacity or that personality trait or you're not good at this, that, or the other, this rose doesn't look like much when it's a bud, but as it begins to open, there are so many more layers, so much more complexity, even greater beauty than you could ever imagine, and the same is true of you. And last but not least, number five, embody beauty. Now, there's so much I could say about this, and in a moment, I'll tell you how we're going to take this deeper in a little bit, but simple for now, all I want you to do is allow yourself to go somewhere beautiful, okay? Somewhere that you find beautiful, and of course, it may be slightly location-dependent based on where you live or where you are right now. Maybe you're near the mountains, maybe you're near the ocean, maybe you're in a beautiful city with some kind of gorgeous hotel lobbies, maybe you're in the countryside and there's these magnificent rolling hills and sunsets, I don't know. But go somewhere that you find beautiful and go in an outfit that you feel beautiful in, okay? There's a couple things that are happening here, okay? One is we're giving ourselves permission to dress up and go enjoy beauty without anyone inviting us to, okay? So many times, if you guys, again, follow me on Instagram, I have all of these beautiful adventures, particularly on Sundays, and I'm almost always by myself, not for the whole day, at least for part of the day. And I'm going to beautiful places and I usually pick out an outfit that I adore. It's usually a little more feminine on a Sunday. I just love that for some reason, just kind of back to Sunday morning church, I guess. And it feels phenomenal, but no one is asking me to do that, right? And there may be people in your life, no one really asks me this anymore because they've gotten to know me, (laughs) but there may still be people in your life who when you dress up, say, 
what are you getting all dressed up for? Or who are you getting all dressed up for? And the answer is yourself, (laughs) okay? And to you, that may even feel odd, like there's no reason for this. And I would invite you to ask yourself, are you not a sufficient reason? Do you need a reason? Is not the fact that you're listening to this podcast, that you're looking for ways to embrace your femininity, to feel romantic, to feel like you're already full of love and experiencing love so that then you can open and invite and share it with someone who's either already in your life or who you want to be in your life. Isn't that, I mean, from a practical standpoint, I think that's a very good reason, but without even looking for some kind of ROI, can just loving yourself and loving life and deciding that you want to be reason enough right? So that's one thing that's happening here. The other thing that's happening is that a lot of times, especially in a protective mechanism, and I get this because I used to do this, okay? We think of beauty as something that's outside of us. For so many women, there's something I call the beauty wound, and it's this gaping, aching hole that will take a much longer podcast and many more trainings to sufficiently describe, but we kind of distance ourselves from beauty. Beauty is something that's out there. And I'm not even talking about, you know, other women who we find beautiful, even just beauty in nature. It's something that's other than us, right? It's the sunset. It's the flower. It's the puppy. It's the painting. It's the, you know, Christmas card. It's the flowers, or it's that well-dressed woman over there, whatever it is, but it's not us. So what I want you to do is to allow yourself to feel the self-worth, not only to prioritize putting yourself in a place of beauty, but being a beauty in a beautiful place yourself. And some of you, that is going to be, whoo, that's going to stretch you. And it's going to be a little bit awkward feeling. And then it's going to be a little less awkward feeling. And then it's kind of just going to be neutral. And then you're going to love it. Okay. And I'm speaking from experience. It is an absolute joy to just go be, to go sit on the couch in the beautiful hotel lobby, to go walking along the cobblestone streets in that part of town you never bother to go to because you have no practical reason to. And to do it in cute shoes and a beautiful dress with your nice purse, with your hair down, with your makeup on. You don't need anybody with you. Of course, you can bring a friend if you want. This is you being the beauty and allowing yourself to be in a beautiful space. Now, it's a whole nother teaching for a whole nother time, but many people don't feel that beauty matters. The beauty is unimportant. Some people even think it's wrong and it's bad. And there's so much that I I have to say about that and will say in the future. But for now, let's just acknowledge when we behold something beautiful, not something that we find triggering. If you find, you know, other women's beauty still triggers you a little bit. Okay, fine. We'll get to that another time. Just something like a flower, like a puppy, something that only kind of triggers joy, okay, that only brings out a positive emotion. What happens when we see that, when we're around that, when we're near that, when we pause to admire that, right? Everything in our body and our soul and in our mind gets better, right? Stress goes down, joy goes up, peace goes up, abundance, gratitude, all of these things that we tell ourselves we're looking for are usually spurred by seeing, by beholding beauty, right? So to me, it's a great priority to put myself in places of beauty, whether it's a walk along the beach or just a a lovely little part of town or my backyard and paying extra attention to the flowers and the grass and the sky. You know, you can find this anywhere if you choose to look for it and you're going to find your whole spirit is just refreshed, 
Okay, so that's one thing. And then to allow yourself to participate in that beauty and see yourself as part of it, to see yourself as a beauty yourself. Isn't that something that makes us feel not only worthy of romance, but like we already have it, right? So frequently we make the mistake of feeling like, we're not beautiful unless our beauty is affirmed by a man. And that's, again, another topic. We've got a whole lot of podcasts, it sounds like, we need to have on these topics, right? But what if you just decided that you are beautiful and to step into embodying that beauty on your own? And again, just like I was saying at the beginning of this, then you open to share it, right? Then it's not something done because you have to or because he wants you to look nice or because you know that's what turns him on or you know that's what makes him happy and now he's proud of you. This is already you. It was the whole time. And now you're finally acknowledging it and allowing yourself to enjoy it. And then then as this joy-filled, delighted, calmer, gratitude and abundance-filled woman who thinks she's like, got the best life on earth, who's already loving everything around her, including herself and her own feminine beauty, she welcomes him into that. It's like he's walking into the best party on earth, right? And he is. (laughs) There's nothing more wonderful than a woman who is awake and alive and in love and in joy with the world and herself, right? It's just, it's beautiful and it's so attractive, okay? Whether you've already got your man or you're trying to get one. This is for you. It was all along. And one of the best ways to cultivate this in your life is to think through, how can I create a feeling of already being romanced? How can I create a feeling that's already sensual, that's already love-filled, that's already how I would want to feel if I were in the most beautiful relationship I can imagine, right? Or if the relationship that I'm in were at the level that I would love for it to be. How can I live like that's already happening? right? So sensual sleep, winking at yourself with those gorgeous long lashes in the mirror, filling your space with sweet sounds, with things that are calming, with things that are beautiful and uplifting and watching the way you speak to yourself in your mind and using that music as a way to click yourself out of those negative thoughts, remembering when this all feels overwhelming or impossible or something that is other than or outside you, those layers of the rose, and that all of this is already in you. We're just going to slowly coax it into opening in its beautiful, perfect way. And then embodying beauty, embodying spaces of beauty, which you can then go ahead and start moving into your own space. That's something that we can do in the future, right? And allowing yourself to participate in that beauty by being in something that makes you feel beautiful right now, okay? So I hope this was helpful to you all. This is the beginning of a much bigger conversation and a very fun one. And something I have been preparing for you all is a how to romance yourself challenge in which we're going to take this significantly deeper, okay? We're going to be talking more specifically about how to dress yourself in a feminine way, how to feel feminine with the things that you put on underneath what you're dressing yourself with, how to kind of use makeup to cultivate this, how to specifically 
allow loving touch into your life, which can even be as simple as the way you move and hold your body when you're walking, standing, sitting. No one even needs to be around. It's just the way you're engaging with your body. Is it from a kind of irritated and disappointed space or is it movements of grace and gentleness and love and appreciation? There's so much more to discuss here. So I hope that you will join me for that when it's announced in the future. I will let you know. But for now, beautiful one, please remember that this is all for you, okay? And that there's nothing selfish in that. We are coming from a space of an overflowing cup, which is then more than available to everyone around us. We get to invite them into the party we're already having and inspiring them to be able to do the same. So have a beautiful Valentine's Day or a beautiful day whenever you listen to this episode. Let me know which of these is most exciting to you, which is easiest for you, and which is a little bit difficult, which means that there's so much more available to you and you're just getting started. I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Are you as fired up as I am after this conversation? This work is so important in the world right now, gorgeous, and far more powerful than what I can contribute alone is the ability that you have to shape your home, your family, and your community by living and spreading the truth. So take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on Instagram with the hashtag bolder than before and tag me at Jackie LaCroix official. And then come on over to the podcast and leave me a review. Five star reviews mean this information gets placed in front of the very women who are looking for it. So quickly click those five stars. And if you let me know what you love most about the podcast in a written review, and then DM me to let me know that you did, my team will send you a free gift fit for a bombshell. This episode has been brought to you by the Bedroom Bombshell Masterclass. This one-hour crash course in everything the church didn't teach you about female sexuality has blown the minds of thousands of women around the world. And now it's your turn to be set free in your understanding that God intended for women to enjoy sex. Sounds great, right? But that can be very different from the misconceptions created after either misuse or abuse or just years of begrudging wifely duty. What if you could transform the way you see and are then able to experience sex in less than an hour? Keep your headphones in and head over to bedroombombshell.com for the five shifts women must make to learn to truly enjoy sex right now in a way that fully honors their faith and that they and their man will adore. I'll see you there.